it isn't often that I get to pull out my computer and really put the sentimental side of me down on paper, on word. (laughs) But after the past two weeks, four conferences, and a lot of time to think in my car, I wanted to take a minute and acknowledge all of the feelings. Feelings about early childhood educators, from the teachers who show up day in and day out to care for and love on our kiddos, to the directors who keep the programs running with paperwork and budgets, to the administrative staff who help fill in the gaps, to the state and local early childhood education professionals who are consistently innovating and creating programs and initiatives to support the professionals inside the schools. This world of early childhood education works so hard. Day in and day out, early childhood education professionals come to work knowing exactly what is at stake. Knowing that if they don't show up, if they don't bring their best, the ones who suffer most are the children that we are so focused on lifting up. So before we go any further in this episode, I want to acknowledge all of you. Your work, your passion, your hearts for the work that we do. I want to say, I see you. I hear you. And my heart is finding new ways to encourage you and to remind you that you make a difference in this world. A difference you may never see, but that is felt by people all around you. You may be wondering why the everly optimistic, the very happy-go-lucky Sam is getting a bit sentimental. Over the last two weeks, I attended four early childhood education conferences that were all so different. And while I was there, the one thing that was so evident is that this community of early childhood education is something different, something profound, something that comes from the heart of the people who are at the center of it. At these conferences, I had the opportunity to speak with hundreds of individuals who possess an incredible passion for early childhood education. I also had the chance to interview them for this episode, and from the laughs to the near tears, every interaction showed me that this field is so full of a community of people who just love what they do. So here's to the preschool teachers, the ones who made us who we are, to the Miss Marlene's, the Miss Jenny's, the Miss whoever you are, the ones that are in all our lives. This episode is dedicated to you. Welcome to Out of Ratio, the podcast where we break free from the constraints of traditional thinking and embrace the extraordinary world of early childhood education. I'm your host, and together, let's embark on a journey that challenges the status quo, pushes boundaries, and nurtures the seeds of innovation. So get ready for captivating interviews, thought-provoking discussions, and inspiring stories that will challenge your perceptions and ignite your passion for early childhood education. Let's get started. This is an episode in three parts. So let's start with part one. To the teachers who loved us. Celebrating the teachers who made us who we are today. The ones who live in our earliest memories, who built our confidence, 
made us feel special, and who will live in our hearts always. Think back to your earliest school memory. Maybe it was preschool. Maybe it was kindergarten. What do you remember? For me, I had just turned five when I went into kindergarten. My earliest memories of school all have my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Myers, in them. She was incredible, larger than life, magical. And I remember playing dress up. I remember swinging on the monkey bars and her playing Can You Feel the Love Tonight while we all danced and sang around the classroom. Those teachers the ones that we remember long after our time with them is gone, long after we've left school or had our own children, the ones that we remember 30, 40, 50 years later. They are the ones that our foundation for loving early childhood education was built upon. They're the ones we think about when we want to create those feelings in our students. So who is it for you? Was it a Miss Jenny, a Miss Patty, a Mr. Matt? Take a moment and think about the impact they had on your life and what that means to you. While we hear from some teachers, directors, owners, and ECE professionals from some of the conferences that I was at these last two weeks, and they tell us about their memories of their teachers, the ones who celebrated them and set them on their path toward early childhood education. What is your fondest memory of your preschool experience? Ooh, good question. My fondest memory of my preschool experience. Um, so I was fortunate enough to go to preschool in Australia and our kindy, they called it, we, we, would, uh, we would always go to school with our shoes off and we'd always have a hat on. And I remember this one day, it was so hot, and uh, we all put our bathing suits on and went out on the back lawn, and they turned the hoses on, and we just had a big water day. And I have this like vivid memory of like it being a really, really sunny day, and we were all just giggling and laughing and running through the water. And Yeah. What is your favorite memory from your preschool years? From my preschool years, I remember sitting on this ginormous carpet and our entire class would get up, dance, and then we'd sit back down, read a story, get back up, dance, sit back down, read a story. Um, so that's kind of actually how I run my classroom. Oh, I love that. I love that your own experience helped you form like traditions in your classroom. I love that. I don't remember my preschool years, but I remember kindergarten, which back in the day was very similar. Um, and I remember the centers, right? And I remember an art center and being able to create and to always have materials available and just be able to be creative. Yeah. I have like one memory of preschool, which is me eating a piece of chalk. <laughs> That's it. But I loved kindergarten and I feel like so much of what we do is what kindergarten was when we were kids, you know dressing up and Absolutely. turning on music and letting your imagination run wild and doing arts and crafts. And Absolutely. I think especially like when you go into early childhood, your early years affect so much mm -hmm. of what you want for the kids, what you want to do in your centers. I 
love that. I love that we carry it with us. Well, and I think that's why I have such a passion for where I work now is because we do focus on arts, crafts, experiences. And so it's just, it's bringing those memories back and, you know, being able to carry those out for other kids. And then because school is so focused on the academics, you know, what we get to do in our centers, because we are a little bit different, is we get to do the arts, the crafts, the fun, you know. So, and then my kiddos' kindergarten classes, they still have centers, which is exciting to still see that they do have that in there. Yeah, absolutely. I know, I feel like the creativity is the thing that gets taken away first. Yes. 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 Yeah. No, you gotta and, let them be creative. Well, and Albert Einstein says that creativity is intelligence having fun. So that's one of my favorite, you know, quotes and... I think that we need to make sure and remember that, especially with the kids when they have electronics and devices and all the things that we need to embrace their creativity and encourage it. Yes, that was amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Part two. To the teachers of today. The ones who wake up early, go home late, and write your lesson plans on the weekends. The ones who peel our children off our legs, who hold them when they're sad, who build them up, who know that their weirdness is special and their stubbornness will someday be an asset. To the teachers who love my wild sweet boy and my independent girl, you all make the lives of these children so special. You hold families on your shoulders and you welcome it. You help us to create good humans and you do it all because you choose to. I've always joked that it's easier when you can give them back at the end of the day, but the truth is, I have been there and there's nothing easy about what you do. Every moment is spent doing all you can for every child in your care and then wishing you could do more. You are all saints, magical, whimsical creatures who have the biggest hearts of any people I've ever met. As a parent, I am indebted to you. And as an early childhood professional, I'm in awe of you. Thank you doesn't seem like enough. But thank you for giving your everyday to our most precious of things, our children. Okay, Kristen, what is the funniest or most ridiculous thing a child has ever said in your classroom? That I'm a dog. You're, you're a dog? No, they're a dog. Oh, they're a dog. <laughs> Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> like, children going around calling people dogs, that's not no, nice. No, no. Okay, then they're a dog. Yes. Okay. In what scenario did this happen? When I told them to wash their hands, they licked themselves and told me they were a dog. No! Oh my gosh, okay. That is pretty crazy. Uh, a kid saw on the cameras one time my car in the parking lot, and he said, Miss Katie, is that your car? And I said, yeah, that's my car. And he said, oh, I thought you would drive something cooler than that. And I said, like what? He was like, like a Lamborghini or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And you were like, how old are you and how do you know what a Lamborghini is? Right. Okay, so I'm going to tell you my best one. You ready? Yeah. I had a child tell me once when we were bringing in photos to show like momentous occasions in everybody's life. It was like a show and tell about family. I brought in pictures from my wedding. And one of my students said, Miss Sam, you used to be so beautiful. What happened? Oh my God. Right? Kids can be brutal. They're savages. Yeah. No. All right. I love them though. Yes. Oh, I love them all the time. Yes. 
I like the whole series of the old lady who swallowed something or another. Those are my daughter's favorite, so she's about to turn four, and I think we have like 19 of those books now. Her favorite is the old lady who swallowed a bat. I have several. I have all of them. Yes, I have that one. I have almost all of them. I think <laughs> the most ridiculous one is uh, when she swallows a chicken. Have you seen this? For the farm. Yes. Farm week. Yes, I have. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, we all have swallowed chicken before, but not in that context. But we're from the state of Florida. I think the most ridiculous ones when she does the snowflake. Oh, yeah. And, and Florida. <laughs> they don't really understand the snow down here. No, no, no. I don't know if it's a song, per se, but I'm going to make my own up. <laughs> That's exactly what you should be doing. Where's my co teacher? I'm going to get her. She'll get this. All right, bring her over. Wait a minute. Jenna. Wait a minute. Guess what? We're on a podcast. In front of a three-year-old classroom, what is our theme song? What would you think our theme song would be for the three-year-old classroom? The Esco Marching. We play that song. They get all riled up. We play the Esco Marching, and they go marching. Some start crawling. Some start jumping. And then they get so tired. Come on, circle time. And I win. <laughs> Blueberries for Sal, because my mom read it to me every day when I was a child. And has that influenced your experience in early childhood at all? Absolutely, because I believe literacy is the founding basis for kids. Yes. But this is the question I love. What is your least favorite sensory material? What is the one that you were like, I will never put this in another sensory bin ever if I don't have to? Okay, sand. Yeah. (laughs) Sand. Regular sand? Kinetic sand? Regular sand. Regular sand. Yeah. 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 Connect sands, okay. Regular sand just gets everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What age group do you guys teach? Um, twos and twos threes. And threes. Twos and threes. So yeah, your sand is everywhere. Yeah. Your sand is in their diapers, in their hair. Yeah. One hundred percent. Tara, what is your most used teaching tool in your classroom? My musical toys, my banging sticks. Nice. Oh, I love the banging sticks, and so do the kids. What kids snack do you always wish you could steal? Um, I mean the goldfish. I'm always going after the goldfish. Listen, there is something <laughs> magical about goldfish, right? And it's usually just because I'm hungry. It's hungry. like anything they have looks good. Right? <laughs> By the time we get around to like that second snack of the day, anything will do. Yeah. What is your favorite tradition in your classroom or school or in your ECE experience? I would say my favorite tradition in a classroom is circle time because you get to learn all about the kids day you get to cheer them up in the morning it's a great way to start their morning off so I would say that's my favorite tradition oh that's amazing okay I forgot to ask you what is your name and where are you from my name is Anna Kinchins and I'm from Orlando Florida thank you so much Anna okay this could be a funny one um it was black eyed peas and it was because a little boy stuck it up his nose Yes, way up there where you could literally see it. <laughs> um, where, the, where the wild things are. I love that book. Why is it special to you? It's, uh, it, I, I, like this, I like this story about, about the, the, the little boy gets in, gets in trouble and has to stay in his room and dreams a wild dream of where the wild things are, goes there, comes back, and everything's... It, comes back to where everything he's happy he has gets his dinner and yes. 
Oh my gosh. So we work at a, at a private Catholic school and we do this thing and I, I, I did it last year at, in pre-K 2 and I took it to pre-K 4 and we sing like, we have like a music time, like a specific time that I set because I'm very like musically, I sing everything in my class and we do this version of Hail Holy Queen but it's from Sister Act. So like I put the Sister Act song on the background and like they each have an instrument we're like Hail Holy Queen and we do like the breakdown and everything, it's amazing. And so we do that and that's my favorite thing that we do in my class. And I can't take full credit for it. Natalie Vigil was my co-teacher. I'm obsessed with her. I'll have her listen to the podcast. And I'm obsessed with her. And it was her, like, idea. And she brought it from the school she went to. She went to Our Lady of Lourdes. And we did it in pre-K 2. And I was like, I have to continue it in pre-K 4. And it's amazing. And that's why. It's I so feel fun. like now I need to have... Okay, so my daughter turns four in two weeks. I feel like now she needs to see Sister Act immediately. And also start singing this. Exactly. I, I agree 100%. <laughs> okay, you ready for yes. your next question? Are you familiar with Bluey? Yes. Okay, if you were a character from Bluey, who would you be? Bandit, 100%. Why? I'm just chaotic. <laughs> I'm just constant <laughs> chaos. It's like surrounding me. Okay, so why Bandit over Muffin then? There's something about Bandit that I just really, I just really like feel like I'm a Bandit. I love that. I love Bandit so much. Like I can't, I can't help it. And I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little wacky. I think to work in our industry, you have, have to be. To be a yeah, you gotta that's be. That's a new thing. Maybe uh, wait, we should. Yeah, you gotta be a bandit or bandit. or a muffin maybe. You gotta be a bandit in a world full of blueies. Okay. In a world full of blueies. Yeah. Or a calypso. I will also accept calypso. Yes, yeah. I love. I'm obsessed with bandit. Like he comes on the screen, and I'm like, I love you. <laughs> Everything you do, I love. Calypso is the like chill pre-K teacher, and Bandit is the one that walks in and. Bandit's type B, and Calypso's type A. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. That was a fantastic answer. Thank you guys. My name is Tawanda Brown, and I'm from Niceville, Florida, Northwest Florida State College. Oh, Niceville, the nicest place in Florida. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite children's book, and why? Oh my goodness. Uh, my favorite children's book would probably be Freight Train by Donald Cruz. Can you tell me about it? Yes, he Donald Cruz designed a freight train. It it is about sequencing colors and I just love this book because it was one of the very first that I was introduced to in my career in early childhood education. And I made an old-fashioned, old-school flannel board, and the children loved it. Oh, that's amazing. I love a flannel board. Not used enough anymore. No, no. They've gone away a little bit. But they're hands-on. They're sensory. I mean, they're engaging and interactive. Got to bring back flannel boards. We do. Okay. On that note, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who is brand new in a classroom? Don't take it personal. That's the one piece of advice. Don't take it personal. What the kids say? What the kids say <laughs> and what they do. Yes, don't take it personal. They just don't have the skills yet. But with your help, they're going to get them. Right, that's what we're there to do, right? We give them the skills. That's right. And the confidence. My latest one was for Halloween. It is fantastic. I hung witches' hats off my ceilings, I made broomsticks, hung them off the ceilings, and then I did our pumpkin patch, 
hocus pocus on the wall. I love that. Scarecrows, my latest. <laughs> With a child's face on. And then my I love that. My favorite children's book. Oh, goodness. Um, I love Roll Doll. Um, but honestly, the one that, that stands out the most to me is The Giving Tree. That one mended and broke my heart as a kid all in one. I love, love, love that book. The sweetest thing I've heard a kid say is, Stop! We can't be mean, we have to be kind. Aww. And I was like, that's right, that's right. I love it. You're like, oh, they got it. They're learning. <laughs> my favorite memory really is just like, my kids and how much they love me and I come in and they just like it's like a celebration every time we just walk in the door like that's for me is like even now as in management role I walk in my kids still it's just like love let's see it's always the things that they say to me you know like when we're doing something and I'm singing or you know playing with them in the center it's just the funny remarks and things that they make I think that's just you know what I, I love but the funniest thing I would say um like the, you know, yes, I can't, I know, I know, yes. And then they'll be like, because they're so truthful when they're like, oh, you're so fluffy. Or I've had one look at me, you know, and they'll be like, you know, when are you due? I'm just saying, it's just the funniest things that they say to you, you oh, know. Yeah. But they, their love for learning is, is wonderful. Like you can do anything and turn anything that you're playing with into a lesson. And they're just so excited and so happy about it, you know. So. I like putting whipped cream on the table. And that's how we learn our letters so they can trace it. And that's how they learn. And then once we get more later on in the year, that's when we learn their names and how to spell it. I love that. I bet the kids love it too. My question is, if it's whipped cream, do they try to eat it? Yes. <laughs> do they succeed in eating it? At the end, yes. <laughs> Obviously, we clean the desk first, but yes. I can just imagine my daughter licking the table. That's yes. exactly <laughs> They do. Hold on. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. If your classroom had a theme song, what would it be? Crazy by Norris Barkley. I told you she would know. I told you she would know. That might be the universal preschool classroom theme song. I love that. I would tell them to be patient and to just be mindful of your words and mindful of that child, you know, and what, what they need. Oh, I love that. Joy, this is wonderful. Part three. We've reached the end. In this part, I'm just here talking to you someone who's been in your shoes. Someone who sends my kids to school every day and spends every day being thankful for the incredible teachers that they get to call their own. Someone who carries every student I had walked through the door of my classroom and my school with me in my heart. Five, eight, years later, wondering, I wonder how they're doing. Seeing birthday posts and knowing that they probably don't think of me nearly as much as I think of them. Part three is just me saying, I see you. I see what an incredible thing you do. What an impactful, amazing, wonderful choice you've made to work in early childhood education. 
before we end this episode, I'd like to share a story with you. At the final preschool graduation of a director I know who had worked in the field for over 30 years. As she stood on stage, thanking everyone for coming, the applause died down. One of the staff members asked for the microphone. That staff member wanted to thank the director for all she had done and mentioned that there were some other people who wanted to thank her as well. At that moment, the doors in the back of the room swung open and in flooded dozens of people. Those people were children, families, who had all been a part of her programs. From the ones who had just moved on to kindergarten the year before, to adults who now had their own children, this director's impact could be seen by the joy on the faces of every single person who walked in that room. Signs were made, gifts were given, and as they all stood with her on stage, the impact she had made over the course of 30-some years became quantified. It was visual. Most of us will never have the chance to see the impact that we have. I wish more than anything that I could give that moment to every early childhood education professional because the truth is you have an incredible impact in the lives of so many people around you, more than you will probably ever know. My hope is that this episode has made you feel seen, that it has encouraged you, it has made you feel you are what keeps the world spinning you are the reason society functions you are essential you are special and you are loved appreciated by so so many so part three is simply this a thank you This episode has been a love letter to all the early childhood education professionals who we can't ever possibly thank in person. The ones who cared for us. The ones who care for our children. And the ones we'll never meet. Thank you. Before I say goodbye, if you have enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you would share, subscribe, and if you have a moment write us a quick review. Your feedback helps us to keep making Out of Ratio the best it can possibly be. I am so excited to share with you the rest of season one and the incredible guests we have coming on the show who are working to lift up and empower teachers and early childhood education professionals every day. They see you. They hear you. And they want to say thank you too. Until next time, remember you are essential, incredible. You make an impact that is enormous, that defies time, one that changes the lives of people around you, and you're awesome. See you next time.